0: Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of the iFreak Show. This week we're talking to Steve Young. Steve, do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, thanks for having me on, Charles.
1: I'm Steve Young, founder of appmasters.com and we are an app marketing agency where we help clients with their ASO strategies, with some of the growth hacking strategies that we've shared on YouTube and the podcast and helping clients get featured by Apple. So really try to figure out cost-effective ways to grow downloads.
0: This episode is sponsored by Sentry.io. Recently, I came across a great tool for tracking and monitoring problems in my apps. Then I asked them if they wanted to sponsor the show and allow me to share my experience with you. Sentry provides a terrific interface for keeping track of what's going on with my app. It also tracks releases so I can tell if what I deployed makes things better or worse. They give full stack traces and as much information as possible about the situation when the error occurred to help you track down the errors. Plus, one thing I love, you can customize the context provided by Sentry. So... Awesome, sounds great. And just for people who are listening, you're probably used to hearing Andrew and Jame. They've decided to retire from the show. And so um, we're working on pulling together a new panel and I'd been emailing Steve back and forth and I was like, this is a great opportunity to come and talk about this stuff. And I don't have to be a super big expert in like Swift or anything. So.
1: (laughs) Yeah, dude, I talk all about marketing, so I don't do any type of like code talk whatsoever.
0: Yeah, well, and marketing an app is a little bit of a different animal, just in the sense that when I want an app, I open up my app store and find what I'm looking for, right? It's not, you know, I might go do some search on the web or things like that. But yeah, for the most part, it's not going down to the store and buying it or, you know, installing something necessarily on my uh, computer or things like that, which works a little bit differently. So yeah, so it's, it's a little bit different way of looking at it. Um, to get started, you said ASO, and that's a term that I'm not super familiar with. So you want to kick it off with that?
1: Charles, yeah. I just got to say, man, your voice is freaking amazing. You got like a voice for radio. You, are you, do you want to I be have an a face announcer for radio when you What's that?
0: I have a face for radio too. <laughs>
1: no, but all right. With ASO. So for those who aren't familiar, it's just app store SEO. So it's SEO uh, for okay. the app store itself. And essentially it's Figuring out what keywords are relevant to your app. And when people do search for it, you know, you find it. Look, a lot of the ASO tools would tell you that 63%, some 60% of app downloads come from ASO. A lot of that is branded terms. And so Uh it is still a significant channel for you to get free downloads as well. So you're not constantly relying on having to, you know, pay Facebook, pay Google to get those downloads, pay Apple. You can utilize people just searching on different types of apps like meditation, fitness, push-ups, mm-hmm. exercise to then get exposure, free exposure for your app, those downloads. Too. Yeah,
0: that makes sense. And, you know, I'm, I'm fairly familiar with SEO. I've done quite a bit on the podcast. And so I'm, I'm assuming some of the techniques are the same. And then, of course, it's a different a different space on the web. So there may be some differences as well. To get us started off, I'm kind of curious. Do you want to just start out with just like one thing that people kind of, miss or something easy that people can do that will get them some traction. And then we can talk about some of the other stuff here.
1: Yeah. So for those who are familiar with SEO, a lot of the same principles still apply. You know, the title is very important. So your app title and your app name, having relevant keywords, the high traffic keywords in there, very important. The short, the subtitle or the short description on Google play, the subtitle Mm -hmm. on iOS, very important. And then we have a keyword field and a long description on Google play. And so those are all very important to have relevant high traffic keywords in those prominent spots, the title and the subtitle, On iOS and then the title and the short description on Google Play now when it when it comes to being overlooked now this is something that especially for a dev audience this is something that I always tell my potential clients or clients anyways is the Spanish-Mexico localization I'm gonna try to say this slowly Charles but the Spanish-Mexico localization is indexed by the US App Store Oh, really yeah so you if you put English keywords in there and you have a different title and a different subtitle, you're essentially doubling the amount of keywords that you can rank. So just imagine from an SEO perspective, Charles, you have two podcast feeds with different titles and different keywords and different descriptions Mm -hmm. and they all feed into one feed. That's essentially what the Spanish Mexico trick allows you to do. Oh, that's only iOS only though.
0: Right, yeah, but it, it I mean, I had to write all that stuff anyway, anyway, right? (laughs)
1: Right. I got to pick your brain about the podcast stuff. I need more exposure on that stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Lots of of thoughts there. Uh, Maybe we'll do an episode on podcasting or or just mention it here, you know, just as far as um, building awareness, because I mean, a lot of times, like you said, you know, there's the branding element of it, right? And so if they come in and they're looking for whatever your app is called, they're going to find you. And so, you know, there are some marketing things you can do out in the rest of the world that's not in the app store that will drive people to you. But you've gotta be speaking to that audience. Now, um, I I love that uh, Mexico, Spanish-Mexico hack. That's just, that's amazing. How how do you find this stuff out?
1: Man, I've been doing this for a long, long time. I mean, so my journey started in 2011 when I started making apps for my 18-month-old son. He's now 11. (laughs) And I started just building code. So I use—I didn't know—I'm not geeky like you guys, and I don't understand Objective C or Swift. And so right. I use JavaScript, Lua, Corona, and they mm-hmm. use Lua. And I was like, oh, I understand a little bit of PHP and stuff. And so I just taught myself how to code. But it was in 2013. I was like, you know, I want to be an entrepreneur. I want to see where this side business, because I was doing apps on the side, can really take it. And I love podcasting. I right. listen to a ton of podcasts. I was like, you know, I think I could do this. don't have the voice that charles does but i think i can do this (laughs) and i will start interviewing some of my heroes in the app space and really learn from them and so it was really through my my initial knowledge came from my guests just sharing this knowledge with me and so for me it's just paying it forward and with the youtube channel and the podcast just continuing to ask guests really use the the knowledge of my guests to like empower me and my listeners as well
0: yeah that makes sense So let's go back to ASO for a minute. So you mentioned the title, the short description, things like that. One thing that I've seen people do with SEO is they try and jam as many keywords into those as they can. And I I know Google's become more savvy to it. I'm assuming that Apple in the App Store is more savvy to it. So what's kind of the right balance there to make sure that you're going to get some juice out of those without squeezing so hard that you just wind up with a mess?
1: You're so right, man. We used to, Apple used to allow 256 characters back in the day and you used to cram. So if you duplicated music a bunch of times, you'll be able to rank for it. Just like, you know, back in the day with mm-hmm. Google, right? So all those principles apply right now. It's just finding the right balance between, you know, readability and keyword. So you don't want to stuff too many, but there are like nice little ways, kind of like the eBay trick. I don't know if you promote this Charles, but like, it was like, not Gucci, right? Sunglasses not Gucci. We used to do that back in the day. But it's more you don't want to spam it like that, but you want to cleverly incorporate some of these things. And so one example that we did for a client was like I think I forget what it was exactly, but it was like, you know, startups, periscope for startups, right? And we right. put periscopes in there. We were able to rank number 11 for periscope before periscope came and said you can't do that. But essentially, you know, that's a way to sort of put in the keywords you want, but also not have Apple penalize you because they will say, hey, make sure you don't do that. On the other hand, Charles, Google will actually just take your app down. So Apple's a little bit more lenient in that they'll just slap you on the wrist. But Google, mm-hmm. they'll just be like, no, you're, we know what you're doing. We're taking your app down. And so way, they're way more strict. So I'd be a lot more careful on the Google side.
0: Interesting. Can you change the title and then appeal and put it back up? I'm assuming.
1: Oh yeah, most certainly. So on a- Apple, super easy, change the title and then you resubmit your build. You'll be done on Google. A lot more difficult. You go them everything else. And then obviously just change it too.
0: Right. That makes sense. Same thing with your description. So you can't yeah. put in like alternative to Uber and Lyft or something like that.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's where we do get a little bit more aggressive in the description side. Apple hasn't, there hasn't been signs that Apple is indexing the description. Okay. On Google, obviously, they are indexing the description. And so that's where you put a lot of keywords. And that's where we'll put a lot of competitors. I have also seen this, Charles. So here's an exclusive for you. But they have with Google, you can put HTML in the description, right? So I've seen oh. people do this where they'll put white colored texts, right? So it's blank. And they'll <laughs> stuff a little bunch of keywords in there. So I haven't seen it be effective. I don't have, no, I don't have any data behind that. Yeah. I've seen people do that. If you look in the code, the source, you'll see it.
0: Yeah, that's an old black hat uh, uh, technique for SEO. And a lot of people have tried it and Google got savvy to it and quit indexing those on websites. So I'm a little surprised if that actually works in the Google Play Store, but we can hope, right?
1: We can hope. And you know, the mobile side a little bit slower than the website. So you can see a lot of the things that used to happen on the web really uh-huh. happen more on the, the mobile side now these days. Yep.
0: So one thing that I'm wondering, because uh, you're you're talking about um, app store optimization as kind of some hacks that you can do, and you're making it sound like there are some things that are going to get you lift pretty much right away. And with SEO, that's kind of true, but at some point you just have to be ultra consistent. And so what I'm wondering is, are there like three hacks that are going to get you to the top or... You know, or in the top ten anyway, and then you know, getting to number one is really about that consistency and just hitting it hard. Or are we looking at okay, just just do these five things, and you're just going to be at the top? Period.
1: No, it's very similar to SEO, right? Like you have to be consistent, you have to do the things right. I think what's very important is having the most relevant keywords and the ones Mm -hmm. that are most trafficked onto your title, right? Like we can optimize it so much, just like from an SEO perspective, we want it in our title or page title. You want it in your app title as well. And then you obviously want certain like the secondary as your H1 tags and your subtitle and so forth. And so that's very important. That's what's going to get you that exposure, but the consistency that includes making sure your app, your users are coming back into the app. So the retention rate, so the stickiness of the website, making sure you have a lot of ratings, Right, mm-hmm. and then Google Play. This is the backlinks do count. They're not like a mm-hmm. huge thing, but when they're when Google's trying to decide who to rank before one or another, they're both optimized from a keyword perspective. Well, backlinks do come into play for Google Play on Apple. I think it's going to be more of the ratings and right. then the download velocity. So, how much web traffic are you driving? How many downloads are you driving? That's gonna all factor into the keyword rankings.
0: That makes sense. So let's start with keywords. Then, um, how do you figure out what keywords to put on your descriptions and titles and stuff?
1: Well, it's a long process because generally when we work with clients, we come up with like 300 keywords, but it's a lot of keyword research. So like we use AppFollow.io uh-huh. to sort of figure out what keywords to do. And what you want to do is I, I kind of recommend a couple of different tools. And so I say sensor tower when I'm trying to get the data. So in terms of traffic and difficulty, Centertower.com, mobileaction.co is another one. And I try to look at both tools, what they're telling me in terms of traffic and keywords, right? And so obviously the factors that come into this are going to be how much traffic does a keyword have? Because if it has very little, which is, you know, 30 or less, what these tools will tell you, that score, I would say it's too little, right? You want something above. And how relevant is it? And then the other ways to try to try, find different, like, creative ways is, Try to figure out misspellings right for like very popular apps that have hard spellings uh-huh. are a lot of people that misspell it and charles i'll give you an example like one client we were working with i think we doubled or tripled their downloads it was definitely double at least double but essentially we found a generic keyword let's say for music but mm-hmm. we we found a misspelling of that keyword and it had decent traffic and so we put that into the title in the Spanish Mexico, and we were able to rank number two for that keyword, and that's how we're able to double those downloads. Wow. So it's being clever about it, and I use that follow to do the keyword research. Now you sent your Tower Mobile Action to actually get the data from those
0: keywords, right? And then you make sure that those keywords are in your title. Um, there's a keywords field too, isn't there? So you put yeah, there's there. a keywords field for iOS that you can utilize, and so put
1: keyword, comma, keyword two, comma. Key, don't put spaces in between. Because you only have 100
0: characters and you don't want to waste it on spaces. Right. So you don't need the spaces. You
1: don't need the spaces,
0: no. Hey, folks. This is Charles Maxwood, and I just launched my book, The Max Coder's Guide to Finding Your Dream Developer Job. It's up on Amazon. We self-published it. I would love your support. If you want to go check it out, you can find it there. The Max Coder's Guide to Finding Your Dream Developer Job. Have a good one. Max out. Can you have multi-word newbie. keywords? So like, What's that? Do you have multi-word Keywords, so like uh, chocolate space cake, comma, yeah. or
1: something. That's how, I, that's how I usually put it, like chocolate, comma, chip. That's how I usually do it. Uh-huh. I've seen people do chocolate space chip, comma, uh-huh. but I like to put chocolate, comma, chip, comma. Huh. <laughs> I know people are like driving right now. Wait, like, wait, I got to pull over. What did you just say?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know, right?
1: Visual would help. Sorry.
0: Yeah cool so so you go into app follow you figure out what keywords you're going to hit um you you put them in and then is there a way to track okay i put the the keywords in and now i'm seeing this kind of lift
1: yeah there's no easy there are tools out there that will tell you the 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 sort of estimated downloads you're getting from a particular keyword i don't know if i trust those tools entirely because unlike the SEO side of things, Google and app, well, actually, Google actually is starting to show you. So within the Google play console, they'll tell you if you have enough downloads, which keywords are driving, the downloads on Apple, they won't tell you which keywords you'll know, you can filter it to say from give me all the downloads from search app store search. Now those can include any search ad campaigns that you might be running, but for the most part, they're usually organic, but they won't tell you on a keyword level. Now, a tool that does reveal that data is called mobileactionhasit.co and then apptweak.com, mm-hmm. they'll show you that, but again, I don't know how accurate though that data is because nobody's actually reporting that data, so they're just probably estimating it on their end. Right,
0: that makes sense. Now, um I get prompted all the time using some apps too. like go put in a rating. Cause you mentioned that too, right? Get yeah. a, get ratings to get moved up. So how effective is that? And yeah, I mean, how much, how much traction do you expect to get from maybe one rating or a hundred ratings? Or I, I don't know what the number is, but at some point, yeah, you, you're probably going to see some traction there, right? Do you actually leave a rating Charles? Almost never. Oh, so <laughs> I'm cool. a bad
1: man. So cruel. So cruel. No, I, they they actually do help out the ratings do help. I don't have the exact number. I'm running a bunch of tests with clients on to see like, what's the tipping point? Like for a thousand ratings that actually drive the, you know, like that give you a big boost in terms of rankings, but they do help. Like if you Mm -hmm. put that iOS prompt in there, Google has its own thing, but if you put the default iOS prompt in there, which allows you to leave a rating without actually leaving the app, unlike before where you had to go to the app store and leave the rating, that will pretty much double the number of ratings that you'll get on a daily basis. Like we've seen tremendous results. I didn't results. even know one you could do that now. Finally did it, yeah. I always leave a rating, Charles, because I try to support these indie guys, especially the smaller developers. <laughs> Not to throw you under the bus, but <laughs> I, that's, it does help. Like a lot of people do actually leave ratings. I actually put it on one of my apps, I put it on the first open. So the first uh-huh. time you open it, you get a rating prompt, Charles. And unfortunately, I got one star reviews. A couple, it was a handful that said, I can't even use the app without leaving a rating. But I get did get a ton of ratings for that offset those one or two star reviews. Uh-huh. But I put it on my second open now. So I have to always tell developers, definitely use it and be a little bit more aggressive. Try to ask for it when they've done right. something special within your app.
0: Yeah, the thing that drives me nuts is almost all of the ones that ask me for a rating. Yeah, it's taking me back to the app store. It doesn't take me to an actual form. Yeah, stuff like yeah. that.
1: Those are annoying, but if you implement the iPhone one, there's an iOS prompt in the code, and there's some special parameters about how many times you can show it. That's the one that you
0: should definitely use. Yeah, that makes sense. Do you know uh, what that's actually called so people can go find it in the framework they're using? Oh, I didn't think there'd be a test. I think it's
1: called iOS review prompt. I'll I'll send you a link to it.
0: Sounds good. And uh, I'm guessing that five-star reviews help you more than one-star reviews? (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> how's that even a question <laughs> yeah yes yeah, yeah.
0: i i guess what i'm asking is 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 it the like the average review so the average number of stars or is it you know the number of positive versus negative or something else
1: yeah i think you know i think i think the the highest parameter is going to be or the most weight is going to be the number of ratings that you get right. so that's going to be highly important you often if you have one like star See, I I don't think you can be a two star type of app and have thousands, but if you look at like Facebook, they have got like millions of ratings and they're not highly reviewed on the app store, but they're Uh obviously Facebook. And so I think it's the number long as, I don't know the exact numbers. I don't have enough data to do this, but it is really the number of ratings. So if you can strive for like a four or three, five, but have hundreds of thousands, you're going to do fairly well. Right. That makes sense.
0: So the other thing that I'm I'm wondering, you know, because we're we're kind of talking about how this system works and how things uh, get rated um, or how they how they move up. Are there other fields or other things that we need to be watching to to rank up? Because we've talked about like titles, descriptions, uh, the keywords fields. I'm assuming there's some relevance within whatever uh, category you put it in Um, and then reviews. Let's talk about categories for a minute. Then you can tell me if I've missed something
1: categories look we've seen it's hit or miss sometimes mm-hmm. people have reported that my podcast guests that by switching categories they've been able to get an increase in downloads increase right. in rank and all that stuff sometimes it doesn't happen so it's worth testing the other thing that i would that is worth mentioning is screenshots and so you know utilize these screenshots as actual banners like marketing banners for your mm-hmm. app we see we i always recommend adding social proof so whether if you look on any website right charles you're going to see hey we were featured on TechCrunch, crunch all these big mm-hmm. you know, wall street journal or for me it'd be like all these big name clients that we work with that's social proof that's the make right. the user be at ease with using our services or our app and so with one of our clients we double their downloads we didn't change any keywords we didn't do anything within the app, all we did was change their screenshots and we doubled their downloads by adding social proof because they had a lot of big name customers using their app and all we did was add their little logos into the app store screenshots.
0: Interesting. And so that, I'm assuming that that doesn't get you more uh, taps or clicks right to, to your app. It, it's a conversion once they see, you know, when they have that little install or open icon. Absolutely right. Nice. Anything else, anything else we should be talking about as far as, you know, what you can do or what you can add, what you should be updating. Do you change the keywords periodically or anything like yeah. that?
1: Yeah. So the, a couple of other things that I'll leave and w- with is you should probably change at least once a month. Those keywords, if you're not mm-hmm. ranking within the top 10 or let's say the top 20 for a particular keyword, you might want to swap out and try a different right. keyword don't kill yourself. This is a tip that I got from one of my guests too. It's like, don't kill yourself over one keyword. If you can't rank for that particular keyword and you tried every single trick in the book, then just give up on it. Like try to find right. other keywords in there. So that's it. That's a tip that I was like, duh. I took it to heart. I was like, oh, you know what? This keyword's never going to work. Let me just try other ones. Yep. Let's not waste these characters. And so those are the two that I would recommend moving forward.
0: Gotcha. All right. Any other tips or tricks?
1: Yeah, I think one of my favorite campaigns to run, and it's a little bit complicated, especially for subscription-based apps, but back in the day, Charles, when like paid apps actually worked well and people were willing to pay mm-hmm. for them, there were these websites, now subsequently apps, that would say, here are the apps that were paid, but now are free. And mm-hmm. so it's called Apps Gone Free, and I've kind of termed this the free promotional campaign. So now that all most apps are free, here's how you run the same campaign. You have a free app. If you have an in-app purchase, like a remove ads, or you can give away free coins, or you can give away free characters, you know, through some pop-ups right. or whatever, you can tell these apps these publishers these websites that hey my remove ads which is normally 2.99 is going free for a couple of days we'd love for you to cover it and because you're getting coverage on these websites you're able to drive thousands of downloads without spending a dime on marketing so that's how you sort of hack it and with subscription-based apps what i tell my customers to do clients to do is look it's giveaway two weeks free through a pop-up you can't do a uh-huh. trial right through the normal right iPhone way of doing this. And this is an iOS only type of campaign. But if you give a pop-up that says, Charles, all new users get two weeks of premium access. Just hit claim. You mm-hmm. hit claim. You show that screenshot to that app advice guy. And then they'll cover you through like that. Then you can drive thousands of downloads. It's a great hack. I still use it. I compared you, this campaign versus getting an Apple feature. And I shared like the downloads, the retention, everything for my YouTube chat audience. audience. And Mm -hmm. you can see very comparable results. And the cool thing about this campaign is you can run it every other month. So unlike an Apple feature where you might just get one Apple feature that drives a tremendous amount of impressions, a good amount of downloads. This is a campaign that you can consistently run. And from a numbers perspective, because of all the changes within the app stores, the downloads are somewhat very similar to what you get from a feature
0: versus this campaign. Is there a trick to getting featured since you mentioned it?
1: There is a couple of different (laughs) tricks. So one trick is looking for somebody on LinkedIn that works at Apple that manages the app store. So go on LinkedIn, search for app store, filter the company by Apple, and then, you know, find the, the person, if you're in the U.S., find the person that manages your category. Because if you're international, non-U.S., but if you're non-U.S., then it's usually one app store manager for a country or a couple of App Store managers. But in the U.S., because we're so big that we have different People have, like there's games, there's fitness, they handle a certain category. So cold email them, make sure you build a little bit of rapport, and then cold email that person, connect with that LinkedIn. I think the most successful we've been with this type of strategy is when we find some commonality between the two people, meaning the app store manager Mm -hmm. and the client, and then when you hit them with the right email, like for you, Charles, i will be like, hey, we're both podcasters in the mobile space. We'd love to work together on a collab or blah, blah, blah. Right. Those are the ones that actually get featured. And Apple is very editorial, so make sure your app looks good. Google, right. they care more about the numbers, retention, crashes, monetization, all that downloads. They care more about that stuff. Apple is very editorial. You could have crap loaded, no downloads whatsoever, but if it's beautiful and you find the right person, they're gonna feature you. Nice. I
0: wonder if that works in the podcast store. We should try it. I might have to try it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we gotta we gotta find a model and then put their faces on our podcast. That's what we got. Yeah.
0: Do. Change the artwork for a month. (laughs) You know, yeah, you get the little pose. (laughs) Nice. Anyway, uh, love it, love it. One of the things that I have as a goal for devchat.tv is to cover technologies that are up and coming, things that we're probably going to have to deal with on a more regular basis in the future. Some of these include AI, VR, and one of them is blockchain. So I reached out to one of the experts that I knew, Gregory McCubbin, And we pulled together a few other people and we've started a podcast called Adventures in Blockchain. So if you're looking at blockchain as something that you may want to work in, something that you're curious about learning more about, or something that you just want to keep current on until you have the opportunity to make a career jump and go over and work in blockchain and crypto, then definitely check out Adventures in Blockchain. You can find it at adventuresinblockchain.io. So um, one other thing that I've seen is, at least in the podcast, they have new and noteworthy. I think in the app store, they have stuff like that, where it's like, these are new apps or new free apps or new paid apps. So how do you get them to notice you there? That's all. Same deal, right? That's how you get featured. I know with the podcasting,
1: there's probably some algorithm base. Like now everybody's like sifting through and finding the right podcast. You know better than I would. But for the Apple side, the new apps we love, it is very editorial. Mm -hmm. It is trying to pitch the right person and being like, hey, I deserve, my app deserves to be here. You can get randomly featured. That's not to say, but most of the time it's better just to approach them.
0: Yeah. For the podcast, it seems like it's much more around how many people are subscribing through the podcast app or things like that. So, yeah. And that's why a lot of the kind of common wisdom, at least for podcasts is have four or five episodes up when you launch. And the reason is, is because you get the downloads, but I think they've accounted for that some now. And so it goes more off of subscribes than downloads.
1: What about this, Charles? Is it better to like launch an episode, like an intro episode and leave it up for a couple of weeks, like a week or two and then officially launch the podcast to drive subscriber numbers during your like, you know, soft launcher.
0: I'd have to try that. I'd be curious to see if that works better. Um, and I do have a new show that's coming out that we're going to announce. It's a collaboration between dev chat.tv and another company. And, uh, yeah, it'd be interesting to see if we could do like the announcement, right? And then yeah, yeah come out a couple of we'll weeks ahead. later with yeah, here here are three or four episodes that we've recorded, and off we go, right?
1: Right, that
0: would be phenomenal.
1: Okay, I guess I'll try. I've, I've just seen like the bigger name guys do it, so I was like, is this what people are supposed to be doing right now?
0: Hmm. I wonder if that's changed. Yeah, I may have to go do some homework as far as like uh, app store optimization for podcasts. Because yeah, it's the same players. I mean, you've also got like Spotify and stuff, but yeah. Um, that, So this kind of segues into another thing I wanted to ask you about because it's one thing if it's, hey, I've got this app in the app store. I want to reach more people, right? So we do all the things we're talking about. What about if I write an app and it's the, the Uber podcast of the world app, right? And it does all of the awesome stuff for podcasts and podcasters and podcast listeners. And I really want people to find it And, you know, um, I have a few people anticipating it, but not a ton. So, you know, mostly I'm relying on app store optimization to get the word out about it. How do I do that?
1: It's so one thing to do is to put it in pre-order mode. So kind of like what we talked about in the podcast. Yeah, you can, you can do it. You can put it in pre-order for both app stores. Google calls it beta, open beta. Apple has a pre-order mode. And what that does is gives you a lot of keyword juice. So you can be really, really competitive. Unfortunately for Apple, people cannot use the app until it officially launches, but you can be in pre-order for, I think, three months on Apple. And I don't think Google has a strict deadline on how long you can be in open beta. I think you can be in open beta for a long time, but that helps you with the, the keyword juices, especially on the Apple side. Right. Google, they, they can feature like, apps that are in open beta. So it's a great way that if you can get featured through that a great way to, for you to get thousands of downloads. One of the, my friends was like, I don't want to launch because I've been featured in the open beta and I'm getting thousands of downloads a day on Apple, your keywords, the, the really high traffic, high competition keywords. If you have those in pre-order mode, you're going to rank really well for those terms.
0: Wow. Huh? That's really interesting. So uh, yeah, I might have to, see how that works I I do have an app I'm building I'm working on an electron app right now, but I would love to have a mobile component to it because people always have their phones on them so yeah it'd be really cool to see if we could pull that together sweet man a- any other tips for new people I mean so you get in the open beta you get that rolling
1: yeah I, I mean the last tip that i've been tr- I've been really trying to get across is utilize email marketing look it's a very valuable source a lot mm-hmm. of online marketers who sell digital products, they rely on email marketing to really upsell their users. And so if you got a subscription based app, definitely. And you're collecting emails, have a drip campaign an activation sequence, have that at least that's the very least thing you can do to yeah. make sure that you get these free users into paying users.
0: So that's, that's pretty much it. Yeah. It makes sense. One other thing that I'm curious about is, um, and you kind of mentioned this before with, free users and you know getting people to convert and you, so you have like the you know the free trial uh, trick but um, I'm, I'm wondering a little bit so if I'm building an app like getting free users is app stores optimization paid apps is app store optimization what about the freemium ones where you're yeah you're gonna have people do an in-app purchase is there a good way to get people to convert once they're in
1: yeah so one of the best practices and I'm putting together this video called million dollar pricing pages the things that they, these apps do is they always have their pricing page during the onboarding process. That's it. Like as you onboard your users, they're super excited. Give them an offer one, one app i saw that said had a sense of urgency like hey 40 percent off within the next 30 minutes and it had a little countdown i was like whoa Uh this is like borrowing from all the like the web online marketing world and so having that sense of urgency but the basic thing that you can do is essentially as you onboard your users tell them about the benefits of the app then hit them with the pricing page then people will X x x out but you will actually see an increase in conversions and the during this process, I've been doing analysis. Some of the savvy apps are actually just showing the yearly option. So during that onboarding process, Mm -hmm. their normal pricing page has the monthly, quarterly, all that junk. But during the onboarding process, they just show one plan and say, hey, you know, sign up, save 40% off by signing up for the yearly. And they show that one
0: plan. Right. All right, I know we're kind of running out of time here. Uh, Real quick, um, you have App Masters, which is a a course for how to do this. Do you wanna just tell people about that really quickly?
1: yeah absolutely so like you can what we do is we help our clients but though for those who want to learn from us can't afford to hire us officially you can go to appmastersacademy.com and that's where everything that we do for our clients is all documented you can see everything there from the apple pitches the apple presentations that we create for our clients you can see sample ones the entire process how we come up with a compelling pitch the aso process and we show we have videos where. It shows you the entire process of how to, how we do it. And then also how we've done it for other people. So I just record my video, record my screen for the, the members. I was like, Hey, you mind if I optimize your app, I'll do it for free. As long as you let me record it and you share the results. And so I've, I've done some sample optimizations that you can watch as well.
0: Nice. And then, um, if they want to just hire you, is that just at masters.com?
1: You got it, Charles. All right. Good deal.
0: Um, now, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of pushing it on time, but I'm, Wondering, do you have anything you want to shout out about as far as picks go? So you, you've been on the show before, if I remember right. So No, I've never been. This is the first time. Long oh, time man. Time. I blew it. I totally blew it. I thought you'd been on the show before. Um, so yeah, uh, picks are just shout outs about stuff you like. So it could be movies, TV shows, books, tech stuff, tools, whatever. So do you have one or two things that are just kind of, wow, this is awesome today? You want to share?
1: Awesome today wow that is i mean I, I since we're talking about apps i will oh, there we shout go. out an app as well there's one app that i really really like called push bullet mm-hmm. it, look you can do this with iphone apple but essentially you can push different things to any device you want so if you have an android and an iPhone a windows and a mac you can essentially say this link or this file i'm gonna push it and it's a browser and i just think it's so cool i know there's airdrop and all this stuff now if you have all macs but for those who don't it's like a really cool tool anytime i'm saving links and i want to send it to my desktop i just push bullet it so push bullet's an app that i really really enjoy i use it a lot still too
0: Uh, i'm gonna have to steal that um i'm gonna throw out a couple of picks and i know you have to drop off soon so if you need to go just go but uh uh, I've got two picks real quick. Um, the first one is a movie. Well, they're, they're both movies. And then, of course, I, I have a book that re- launched today. So I'm going to pick that as well. So the, uh, let me do the book first. So the book is The Max Coder's Guide to Finding Your Dream Developer Job. Um, so if you're out there looking for a job or you're looking to uh, kind of be in a position where you, know, you might be able to have a little bit more job mobility and things like that, Max Coder's Guide to Finding Your Dream Developer Job. Um, it's up on Amazon right now and, uh, tomorrow it'll be up for a dollar. And then of course the price is going to go up. I don't know how much I'm going to wind up charging for it. So get it now. The, the other picks that I have are two movies. So the movies I've been picking Christmas movies on all of the podcasts. And, uh, these are the ones that I'm picking this week. Um, they're both older movies. Uh, they both actually have Bing Crosby in them. Uh, the first one is Holiday Inn and Holiday Inn is the first movie that had White Christmas in it. And so if you're thinking, oh, White Christmas came from the movie White Christmas, not the case. It came out, it was in uh, Holiday Inn in 1942, uh, Bing Crosby and Fred Astaire it, dancing, singing, you, you get it, right? It's a terrific movie. The other uh, pick that I have is White Christmas, which is the movie named for the song and, you know, centers around that. Different story, uh, Bing Crosby and Danny Kaye, um, and it's, it's a fun, fun movie too. So uh, if you're going to go watch some Christmas movies here over the next few weeks, uh, I highly, highly recommend those two. Um, I've picked some other ones on some of the other shows. So if you're interested in what those are, uh, go check out those shows. I've got more coming over the next few weeks. So definitely uh, check those out. And uh, yeah, uh, Steve had to run off and uh, take care of some stuff. So I'm just going to wrap this up uh, and uh, kind of do a a public shout out. And thanks to Steve for coming on and giving us the content that he gave us. Uh, Go check out appmasters.com. We'll have a link in the show notes if you want to you know, go through our affiliate link and give us a little bit of a kickback when you do it um, for the Academy. And uh, yeah, we'll wrap this up. We'll have another iFreaks next week. And until then, Max out. Bandwidth for this segment is provided by Cashfly, the world's fastest CDN. Deliver your content fast with Cashfly. Visit dot com to learn more.